Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Sifa, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest here to tell you about something that you might not know about. This week, it's former Page 3 model Danielle Mason. Now, you might know her from Channel 4's My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. You might just know her from Instagram. She's got a very good Instagram account. And when we are all in quarantine and we've all been isolated for a couple of weeks, I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk to someone who is isolated, but in their normal day-to-day life, they're being pictured and feeling good about themselves because that self-validation you get of those Instagram likes. So what happens when that's all stripped away? And also, we're going to just reflect on isolation we're five weeks in now and it's really weird i want to know how you're feeling so if you are in isolation not feeling yourself get in contact with me at johnny c on instagram and on twitter let me know how you're feeling and if i can actually be an ear to you i'm always here to talk to my followers to my fans to my listeners and i want to be there for you so tell me if you are hurting and tell me what you think of the podcast as well it's a great time to actually catch up on previous episodes you've got the time let's be honest there's 29 30 episodes there for you to go through so go through those episodes and let me know what you think at johnny sifa on twitter and instagram and please leave a comment and rate the podcast i really need your five stars i want to get it up the mental health chart on itunes because it is so important that we are spreading awareness that things aren't all right with us okay so on with today's interview it's with danielle mason and basically i started off by saying hi because it's actually quite nice to speak to someone again Johnny, you're right. I'm all right. You're my first ever phone guest for the podcast. We've done 30 episodes in the studio. Yeah. You're my first phone guest. How do you feel? Oh, God. I, I'm a bit gutted, actually, because obviously I would have loved to have been in the studio with you guys and that. But obviously we're in this isolation stage, so um a bit gutted, really. But there's nothing we can do, is there? And that, and that's, I think that's the big thing, is there is nothing we can do. The government are telling us what we can do. We can go out for one walk a day. We can go to do essential food shopping. Have you done essential food shopping, or have you bought any non-essential goods so far? No, I've done all essential. I literally don't go to the shops unless I really have to. So I literally do one-week shop at Tesco's, which I buy food and stuff. And I didn't have to buy... I was going to do some home decorating, but luckily I didn't have to go out and buy a paint because I had a load 
left over. I'm just going to be keeping myself busy with them barrels of paint that I've got here already, but I haven't done any. I, I was looking for a fake tan, I'm not going to lie, when I was in Tesco, just to make myself feel a bit better, but it was all sold out, so it's obviously not just me thinking about a little beauty regime while we're stuck in quarantine. Because week one, it was very much, look, put your glad rags on and we'll just slum about in our onesie. But then week two, it was kind of like, right, I need to start making some effort for myself otherwise i'm looking disheveled i mean at the moment i literally look like i haven't had a good night's sleep in about five weeks my hair has not been shaved i mean i'm very my haircut is usually at a zero have you not got clippers or anyone that can cut it for you no because i'm self-isolating in my flat alone it's me on my own and i can't do my hair i go to hob salon every three weeks and get my hair shaved Oh, right. No, because I know that some guys just do it themselves with the clippers. See, that would scare me. I, I'm worried. Although I'm taking it all off, I'm worried that it's going to go horribly wrong and then I'm going to look even worse than I do at the moment. I actually cut mine myself yesterday. Like I did give it a little stick and it's all uneven and it's like blunt. It's like their mems that are going round at the moment saying, don't cut your hair because it'll look like a bowl cut. Well, mine's all like crickety and that. But I just think... I'm not seeing anyone, but obviously to myself, obviously I keep up with my Instagram posts and that. I still want to look like I'm not just letting myself go for my own sanity because if I felt really, really crap, it would really depress me. So I am kind of trying to still keep up with shaving my legs and putting a bit of makeup on when I go to Tesco's, which is not a lot. That's it. Obviously, I've got roots down to my ear rolls. My roots are very long because there's no hairdresser. I used to get Botox. I have no more Botox left in my face. But I'm just at home with the children 24-7. So there's little things you can do, but then obviously the other things you can't. So there's nothing you can do about it at the minute. So you've just got to go with the flow, I think. And I think for a reality star and an influencer like yourself, is the validation is very much through the way you look because you're always looking for those Instagram likes. Have you noticed a change in your work since all this happened? Even before the lockdown, I had meetings booked in and they all got cancelled and it's now everything's up in the air. Like, I don't know what's going on about it. I was supposed to be auditioning for Pantos and other auditions that I've gone for. I'd been in contact with Sainsbury's about modelling their bras and stuff. Like, all of that has gone out the window because you can't meet with anyone so they can actually see you. I don't know what it is, but people don't seem bothered about doing the whole Skype thing. They're just putting everything on hold, literally. So it has affected, it, it really has affected me and I'm sure it's affected a lot of other people. What's that done to you financially? Has that hit you financially because you're so used to that freelance, stable almost income that you just always know you're going to be generating money from one campaign to the next? Yeah, totally. It's affected me because uh, uh, obviously I'm registered self-employed so everything that I earn goes declared but there's been no I don't, somebody told me it was going to be six weeks time but there's been no help put in place like I'm not a multi-millionaire like I'm not a millionaire I'm not rich I'm just your average Joe but I obviously work in this industry but I also have two children to take care of as well so I don't live the glamorous high life anyway so I'm still like the normal mums out there that are probably still going to struggle I mean what do you think is going to happen afterwards though because once this is all over and we all go back to a version of normal and this new version of normal do you think our reliance on reality stars in the fact of doing campaigns like this and the fact that they use Instagram is actually going to stay because since 2010 when Instagram kind of got big it's the first time we've gone 
actually, we don't need to have reality stars everywhere promoting the latest toothpaste. I don't know how it's going to affect reality TV stars. I really don't. Um, I know I come from a reality TV background myself, but I do actually prefer people with talent. Now, I know that's really the... I don't know what is the word to describe it because I come from reality. Yeah, but, but your reality wasn't like... Because we think about reality really with Love Island as our basis. And those are the people who go on a show and they audition and they're in a controlled environment, whereas you weren't in a controlled environment. You were living your life. It just so happened that it was put onto TV, but you're still going about your normal day-to-day life. Yeah. I mean, I, I did actually start in the industry 15, 16 years ago doing page three to the sun. And that's how I ended up just doing shoots and things like that. And then my big fat gypsy wedding picked up on me because me and my partner at the time had done a photo shoot with one of the tabloids. So that's how big fat gypsy wedding come about. But I'd actually already done quite a lot of reality stuff before then and acting stuff. And I was doing my modelling as well. The thing that annoys me with Instagram is you get girls that obviously are not in the industry, but they're obviously buying followers and things like that and they're reaping the benefits of what people should actually be reaping when when it's their career there's too many girls out there that want to do it for free and will put their pictures up on instagram that's what has pushed the whole glamour modeling industry all the magazines like zoo and that they've all been taken off the shelf because of girls that are doing it for nothing putting the posts up on their instagram which is a shame really because it really has really taken the money out of the industry it's it's ruined it for professional models it really has ruined it i mean back in the page three days like i got to travel like to barbados and things like that and now i just obviously i'm getting on now so the modeling thing doesn't really affect me but professional models probably have their salary slashed because girls are willing want to do it for nothing that have already got a career in something else and then they're like oh i want to be a model and then they'll go and do it for nothing which which has ruined the industry really it's as much as i love instagram it has ruined the modeling industry but can i challenge that and ask you the whole thing with page three and nuts magazine and zoo magazine fh from these lad mags was the whole feminist movement that actually it should be banned that you are selling women based on their bodies and not on their brains for some arguments say and actually <laughs> we shouldn't be treating women like objects right but the, the pay was very good so i don't blame girls for doing it and the girls that actually was doing page three in the day which is like melinda messenger lucy pinder they was earning a fortune my first page three shoot for the sun we were on really good money but now i don't agree with girls i think they did take advantage of them in the end because they weren't paying them what they should be. But I thought it was a good thing anyway because I got to travel the world. The pay was good and page three was a big thing in the day and I'm quite proud that I that I did it. I know it's getting your, your boobs out, which I wouldn't do now, but back then it wasn't a massive deal. It, I feel like the page three girls for the sun and that they were respected. So it's just people that do it for nothing, I think, that I'm a bit like, it was a thing that wasn't going on. Basically, back in the day, glamour modelling was a really big thing. You had all the magazines on the shelf and Lucy Pinder and that, they was all like big icons. And them being on page three, it was people did look up to them. Now, I think reality TV TV's just pushed it all out of the way. For me, I respect someone like Lucy Pinder, who's now an actress, and I respect Melinda Messenger, that's now like a well-known presenter. I don't look at them like they're bad role models at all. 
someone I'd look at as a bad role model is somebody that is having sex on TV in front of millions of viewers on a family show. Like, that I don't have a lot of respect for, but Page 3 was a very controlled, professional thing back in the day. A lot of girls wanted to do Page 3, and back then, like, it was loads of girls wanted to do it. So I was just, like, quite chuffed that I was one of them that was doing it. it, to me, like... I don't know, it just it just wasn't a big deal to me. Like, getting your boobs out, it wasn't a big deal. Now I would think it's a big deal, but back then, when I was young, I didn't. I was, you know, I was living the high life back then, the party life, and then I um, would go into work, do my work, and I'd get paid for it. And I'd rather do that than be sitting in an office behind a desk. That's just the way that I looked at it. Was there any insecurity with your fellow models about the way you look, the way your breast sizes were? Because you can't help, although you can have surgical help with your breasts. But was there Mm. there any uh, kind of insecurities of, oh, mine aren't as big or mine aren't as perky or mine aren't this colour than my fellow model who's getting other work? Um, no, boobs are all different shapes and sizes, aren't they? Um, I think Lucy Pinder and Michelle Marsh back in the day used to get a lot of work because theirs were so big naturally. I had big boobs, but not like that. Nobody seemed insecure. I just think everybody just got on with it. Should they bring back page three? I think times have moved on a lot since page three. I don't know. I would sit on the fence with that one. I don't know. Like, it wouldn't bother me if they brought page three back again. But I just think as time went on with page three, I think where girls were willing to do things for nothing, I think maybe it did get a bit seedy. But it never was when I was doing it because the money was good. They had the top photographers doing it. So I don't know. If if they paid well, then, yeah, bring it back. But if they don't, then I, do, I think they're taking advantage of the girls. And what about your daughter? Have you told her that you were a page three model? Have you got pictures around your house from those days that you're proud of? She finds pictures, but <laughs> she doesn't actually... I think she's seen, like, my calendars and stuff, but... She doesn't really take a lot of notice. It must be like anyone's mum, like Melinda Messenger's obviously a mum, Katie Price's. If your kids grow up with it, they don't really bat an eyelid to it, if that makes sense. I never really did it after I had children. So I think I did one shoot after Rudy, like a big one for Zoo. But that, again, was paid really well, so I didn't mind doing it. But I wouldn't do it if the money wasn't right. So what happens if they said, Mummy, I want to be a page three model and do what you did? And the money was good. Delilah wanted to do that when she was of age. I would support it. Do you think, though, that we've moved on in the fact of the way that girls should be looking at themselves, especially with social media now and the insecurities that girls now face? Is it a good idea for her to go, if she was to, is to go into that arena where it is dog-eat-dog based on your looks and not what you can actually do? Well, she would have me as her mum, so she would know... I think she would know how the industry works because obviously I've been in it for 15 years, so she's not going to be like a girl just walking into it that didn't know what she was doing. She would be, she would know what she was doing because I would guide her if that's the industry she wanted to go into. But my little girl, she's she likes her acting and she's she's really into her acting and that, so she'll probably go down that route. To be fair. I think it's an amazing thing because it is such a stark contrast to what we've got now. Again, using Love Island as the example, where because you've gone on a reality show and you've got between 600,000 and 2 million followers, right, that makes you a model. And you can notice suddenly that all the girls pose in a certain way. You know, it's the pout, it's the 
kind of resting bitch face, not the glamour side that you did, which was all very smiley and happy. There's a massive yeah. change in that, that modelling way now. Yeah, no, there is. It's just, I know, like, the big bloggers, obviously, that have done Love Island, like Molly May and that, they are on good money, but then you do get the girls out there again that are just doing it for nothing, which is like ruining the industry for people and making out that they're getting paid for it, which I know that they're not. I want to bring it back to COVID-19 and because we are all in isolation, for you as a model and your look's been so important, you've touched on already shaving and you've wanted to have the fake tan. Have you changed the way you thought about yourself because you're not going anywhere and you're not dressing up to impress anyone? Are you loving yourself a little bit more now? Because you're just yeah. in the fuzz of your own home. Well, it's not that I'm not, no, because I'm getting a bit chubby. I, I have not stopped eating. But I've definitely become a bit more creative. Like, I sat here the other day thinking about a script that I could write or I was going to write, like, a diary because the BBC were looking for people to write about their isolation experience. So I've definitely got more creative because I've been doing bits and pieces like that. If we weren't in isolation, then there's certain things that I wouldn't even have looked into that I ha- that I have now. So, yeah, in a way, like, it's quite nice that I've been in isolation. It gives you time to, I think, sometimes time to concentrate on talents that you have. And so it's quite good in that way. What's the first thing you're going to do when isolation lifts and we're all back to this new old world that we were in? Rebook the meetings that I had before isolation. <laughs> I love it. Always a businesswoman, Danielle. Always a businesswoman. <laughs> I will enjoy time with friends because I haven't been near an adult for like three or four weeks now um, and catch up with them and just obviously at the moment just praying that everyone that I know and love gets through this and doesn't get sick and poorly and that's all I can do really because we don't know how we're going to come out the other side yet. Hoping that come out the other side and nobody I know falls ill or anything bad happens to them and then when I come out then I can be happy but until then it's just a bit you're in limbo at the moment aren't you so. Brilliant. Danielle Mason you have been amazing. You've been listening to Johnny Seafoot here on Secure the Insecure. What an amazing girl Danielle is. And I think we sometimes forget about the page three industry. We sometimes think it's not very nice. It's very seedy and it shouldn't be like that. And it's a very teenage boy's bedroom vibe. I mean, I used to have pictures all over my walls when I was growing up. And you were cool if you had Nuts magazine and everyone would talk about it. But that isn't the reality. And Danielle has put a very interesting point across about actually the financial side of it. And you can make a lot of money from it. And why should we stop people working? You know, this whole idea of hashtag being kind, this whole idea that we need to be getting people working. Well, if that's an industry that works, why not have it? I'm very interested to know what you think. Should page three make a comeback? Tweet me at Johnny Seifer or on Instagram at Johnny Seifer. Let me know. I'm going to put a post up about this because I think it's so important to actually open up that dialogue. We've had a lot of the feminist movements all saying, you know, it shouldn't exist because it's degrading to women. But as Danielle said, it is an industry and it is an industry that can make money. And actually, if it can make money for these reality stars and help them be a bit more secure about themselves because... As Danielle said, you can't help your breast size. Then surely you should be doing that because there's a positive thing there somewhere. Let me know what you think at Johnny Seifer. You've been listening to Security and Secure. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.